Our text for today for this All Saints Sunday is from 2 Thessalonians, the first chapter, the first four verses, and then verse 11 and 12. And these verses in, in their way describe the life of a saint and call us to remember the faithful and to imitate the faithful. Would you stand with me as we hear these words of Scripture? Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians and God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of everyone for every one of you for one another is increasing. Therefore we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith during all your persecutions and the afflictions that you are enduring. To this end we always pray for you, asking that our God will make you worthy of his call and will fulfill by his power every good resolve and work of faith so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Amen. You may be seated. On this day, this All Saints Day, we're reminded that we live our life in the church. We're surrounded by saints. We're surrounded by people whose lives are firmly set on the Jesus way and people whose very presence inspires us, whose very presence we count on every time we come here. We're reminded that we are blessed with people in our midst who help us connect to God in a special and powerful way. It was a really big church both in people and facilities, about 4,000 members. And the buildings covered two city blocks right in the heart of downtown. It was the night of our board meeting, our administrative board meeting and our church dinner. And so I made my way out of the building that houses our offices to go across the street to the building that housed the fellowship hall. And as soon as I walked out the door and stepped off the curb, I was stopped in my tracks because I saw something I'd never seen before. There was this crowd of people coming out of the building, going all the way the length of the block alongside the building, out into the parking lot behind it. And I thought, why aren't people already in there and moving in to their places? And so I rush across the street and I go up to the front of the line and I walk into the lobby of the building and there I find the line stopped at the little desk and the chair where Mr. Fox always sat. Mr. Fox had been a member of that board for over 50 years. He was 85 years old and it had been his job for all those years to take attendance and take money for the dinner as people came to that event. But the chair was empty. 
We didn't know yet that just a little while earlier in the day while Mr. Fox was getting ready to come and take his place, he passed away quietly at his home. Now, this congregation was made up of leaders at the highest level. We had U.S. representatives, we had a former governor, we had bank presidents, we had the leaders of all the biggest businesses in the state of Louisiana in that church. And all of them were stopped in their tracks, standing in line at the place where Mr. Fox wasn't. And I think they stood there, not knowing what to do, not being able to come up with an alternative plan for the same reason that I stopped in my tracks and stood there for a moment. It was a moment of epiphany for us, a revelation of sorts. This little man named Mr. Fox had been a saint among us. We had counted on him. We had looked to him. We measured our faithfulness by his faithfulness month after month, year after year, and some of the people in that line, decade after decade after decade. Every time they walked through those doors, he was there at his post. We realized what a saint Mr. Fox was. Well, who is your Mr. When you look around you at the community of faith called Sun Creek, who are the people you name as saints among us? Who are the people that you count on every time you're here? Who are the people who inspire your faith because of the depth of their faith? Who are those people who always seem to be leading you ever more faithfully on the Jesus way just because of their own commitment and their own faith. Who is it in our life together here that if they weren't here, it would stop you in your tracks? That person is a saint to you. Our text describes the life of a saint in some beautiful and powerful words. Saints are people whose faith is growing abundantly. A saint is a person whose love of everyone and for everyone is increasing. Saints are those who, whatever life brings, they face it and they endure it with steadfastness and faith. Saints are those who live for this purpose, to be worthy of the calling of Jesus Christ in their life and they do that by fulfilling the writer says every good work of faith a saint is a person if you ask for their why in life the writer says they would answer so that the Lord Jesus might be glorified in me that's a description of the life of a saint it is not the description of a perfect person. Everyone has their bad choices. Everyone has their sins that need forgiven. Everybody has 
their flaws and frailties. The perfect person does not exist, but saints do. And that's a picture of what the life of a saint looks like to us. But we can't let ourselves off the hook. All of us are called to be saints. Saints to one another and saints in the world. Pope Francis writes, to be saints is not the privilege of a few. It is a vocation for everyone. Saints aren't to be the few among us. They're supposed to be all of us here and out in the world. Wow. How can that be? Me? Some of y'all are thinking, how could Barry be a saint, right? How could I be a saint? How could you be a saint? We think of all these things and we forget the most important reality of our relationship with God and that is that it's a two-way relationship. God's work in us makes us a saint. Our end of the equation is to make a commitment to be that person. We don't become a saint under our own power. God does that. But we have to be open and committed to it to grow into that work God is doing in us. All saints' worship is a reminder every year to all of us that the lives of people like Mr. Fox, that the lives of the people you're thinking of today in our congregation, the people you're remembering who have gone before you in death, who led you to faith and to the life of the disciple, this is a reminder that those kinds of lives just don't happen. They don't just happen. They're the result of decisions that people make in their life, the choices we make in our life, the commitments we keep in our life. Think of that text. We all know faith does not just grow abundantly on its own. It takes study and prayer and commitment. Love for others doesn't increase on its own. It takes humility and service and a willingness to say no to the world's lie that not everyone's equal and that some people are better than other people. Faith and love like that don't just happen. To glorify God above all else in our life. We're not just going to wake up one day and be that person. We get there one choice at a time, one decision at a time, one kept commitment at a time. We grow into the life of a saint. Life like that don't just happen. In my home, where I grew up, we went to church a lot. Sunday school, and then worship. And then back in the afternoon, choir practices, and then training union classes, and then worship again at night, and then on Wednesday night for prayer meeting, and one or two things in between. We're just church to death, you know? 
And I must have heard my father say a hundred times while I was growing up, when one of us kids would say, do we have to go to church again today? My dad would always answer. Your mama and I decided we went to church in 1948, and we've not revisited that decision. <laughs> and they were that way about all aspects of their discipleship, tending church, tithing, praying, reading the Bible, serving those in need. They made that decision, and they stuck with it when they felt like it and when they didn't when the kids were driving them crazy and when we were being nice, which was not very often. We are a result. A, a, a saint's life is a result of choices made and choices kept. One last thought. This day also reminds us of that beautiful doctrine of the church that's mentioned in the Apostles' Creed, the communion of saints. It's so beautiful, it's beyond words. It tells us that we can believe with all our heart that the people who have touched our life, the people who have been saints to us, who have led us to the faith, who have shown the way to discipleship, even though they have died and gone before us to the presence of God, they are still a part of our life. And they are still a part of our worship. And when we gather at this table, they're in line with us when we come to the bread and the cup. Death does not end our relationship with God. It just transitions it to another level. And in the same way, death does not end our relationship with each other. We are still connected and a part of each other's lives in the circle of God's love and grace. Isn't that beautiful? So for all the saints, we give thanks. And for all of us, we, may we commit ourselves to be saints too. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.